from electronic fuel injection to the power sports toys that fuel your weekends, join Walbro each month for Talk and Shop as we discuss all the machines that make life better. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Talk and Shop by Walbro. I'm your host Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Talk and Shop podcast. Make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this episode by looking up Walbro or looking up Talk and Shop on either platform. Once you hit subscribe, you'll have a full catalog of previous episodes as well as notifications when we drop new ones. You can also go to our website at walbro.com for more information on all of our content, podcasts, articles, videos, and of course more information about our services. So head there for the best and the latest and greatest. On today's episode of the podcast, as Walbro breaks into the hand hygiene market, we're continuing conversations around Walbro's approach to protecting businesses from COVID-19. As part of this strategy, along with their aerosol shield, Walbro is launching Ideal, which is a brand new brand of hand sanitizer, both in an easy-touch and touchless dispenser, as well as the sanitizing solution itself. So we're sitting down with Ron Lintz, Director of Sales for Custom Products at Walbro, to discuss some of the product development challenges that Walbro overcame to bring this B2B product to market and some of the broader motivating trends necessitating accessible, at-scale sanitization solutions. Ron, great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Absolutely. A pleasure getting to chat today and uh, pulling from your experience to better understand Walbro's new product and how it fits into some of the broader trends of facility management today. So you've worked in sales and marketing for manufacturing companies and B2B for most of your career, as well as basically every phase of product development from concept to commercialization, including leading and succeeding in the sales effort as well. So with all of that background, what is your experience with hygiene products specifically? Is this as fresh for Walbro as it is for you? Do you bring any other experience around this side of the manufacturing industry to today's conversation? Fill us in. One of the aspects that made it logical for me to partake in this endeavor for Walbro was the fact that I had been engaged in janitorial and sanitation products earlier in my career. And the fact that Walbro is well known for fluid delivery systems, primarily in fuel up until this point, it seemed like a very logical connection for me to work to spearhead this effort to bring hand sanitation along with our ability to deliver fluid products in high volume dispensers and uh, primarily take uh, the inverse of what most of our competitors were doing in the marketplace, and that was elevating the cost of hand sanitizer by taking advantage of a moment in time. And our concept really is to uh, provide high volume hand sanitation at the most cost competitive price possible. Perfect. Thanks for that context. 
Now, I think it's also important to understand the evolution of hand hygiene products and methodologies over the last several years and how those have impacted facility managers and gotten us to where we're at today. So can you give us that context on said evolution of hand hygiene and sanitation practices and how have products evolved to match the variety of outbreaks of influenza strains and other viral diseases over the years? And how has that impacted the products themselves? There hasn't been a tremendous change in hand sanitation over the years. I think what's changed uh, is really the awareness that you can't always wash your hands, uh, which is the, the number one prescribed method by the FDA as far as stopping the spread of germs, viruses, and bacteria. But when you're in a position where you cannot wash your hands, uh, hand sanitizers are an excellent alternative to that. Now, the available options really are either an alcohol-based hand sanitizer or of the three recognized methodologies Two of them are alcohol-based and one is non-alcohol-based, which is the formulation that we use. It's based on the use of benzalkonium chloride, and it's also known by BAC or BZK within the industry. Now, some of the long-time well-known products that are using BAC as the active ingredient would be Bactine and Lysol. But the depth and breadth of applications that employ benzalkonium chloride as a sanitizing or sterilization or disinfectant agent they run the gamut of everything from surfactants to clean counters and surfaces or uh, even into the arena of eye drops. So it's been in use for probably 40 to 50 years in a variety of applications. And we chose to use BAC simply because it was the safest alternative out there. With the three recognized formulations by the FDA for hand sanitation, one being a minimal content of 60% ethyl alcohol, the second being a minimal content of 70% isopropyl alcohol, or the uh, employment of benzalkonium chloride. So neither flammability or toxicity is a concern with BAC, and there are tremendous impacts on utilizing alcohol-based hand sanitizers from the standpoint of handling, transport, storage. It can be uh, an extremely hazardous material and should be treated accordingly. And that was also a huge influencing factor in why Walbro chose to offer the BAC formulation because of its efficacy and safety. 
when we bring COVID into the mix, which is obviously an unavoidable part of this conversation, it has further shifted the landscape, both for what hand hygiene products need to offer, as well as what facility managers need as solutions. What are some ways that you're seeing those dynamics shift and manifest themselves because of COVID? So both uh, how the products are needing to adjust to COVID, as well as what facility managers need as solutions. Well, I I think, Daniel, it just boils down to discipline because there's no change in any formulation of any hand sanitizer, and there is no hand sanitizer that is going to make a claim that it's going to prevent the spread of COVID-19. It's no different in application than good hand hygiene from washing your hands. It's the best defense available. And that, along with wearing face masks and social distancing, are the three uh, approaches that we all should be taking every day to minimize the potential for the spread of COVID-19. But I'll state again clearly and emphatically that no hand sanitizer on the market should make a claim that their product is going to prevent the spread of COVID-19. It's the combined practices of good hand hygiene, wearing of masks, and social distancing that will specifically help stop the spread of COVID-19. And hand sanitation is a very, very big part of that. So if the products themselves aren't shifting that much, and it's really more of an emphasis on, like you said, discipline, where does Walbro differentiate itself? What is the value proposition that Ideal brings to the market, uh, especially since this is the first time that Walbro is breaking into the hand hygiene side of the industry as a company? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because we were very fortunate through a turn of events that we were able to partner with our hand sanitizer provider. Uh, So Walbro does not manufacture the BAC hand sanitizer. We are partnered with a company known as Supersource, who's been in the business since 1993 in the production of a variety of chemicals used, again, primarily in the sanitation and janitorial industries. And they have a sterling reputation with their FDA-registered facility down in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So we did not want to reinvent the wheel on the chemistry side. So we've chosen the best possible partner in the production of the hand sanitizer itself. Now, what Walbro strategized to bring to the marketplace was a completely unique delivery system, which was contrary, as I said earlier, to what most hand sanitizer companies are doing, and that's taking advantage of a moment in time to maximize their profits. We came up with a system by which we can sanitize with our dispensers up to 17,000 pairs of hands before needing to refill our dispenser. So what we see is the opportunity for companies to offer high volume hand sanitizer in high traffic areas because one of the most disappointing 
experiences that you can have if you're going into a store, any type of venue where you want to feel as safe as you possibly can, and you walk up to a hand sanitizer dispenser and it's empty, I think it gives a feeling of disappointment. I think it also conveys perhaps that the facility that you're in isn't caring or careful enough in their practices. And in fairness to uh, a lot of companies that provide hand sanitizer, it's extremely difficult just to keep hand sanitizer present in smaller quantities. So for example, it would take 80 eight ounce bottles, which is a very common packaging size for hand sanitizer, but it would take 80 eight ounce bottles to equal the amount of sanitizer that we have in our easy touch top or touchless dispenser. So the possibility of our dispenser being empty is significantly lower than other uh, sanitizer dispenser systems. And we also clearly denote on our dispensers where you're at as far as the sanitizer level and when you should refill the sanitizer to hopefully never be in a situation where somebody comes up depending on that hand sanitizer to be there and, and the dispenser is empty. So that also translates into a, a volume concept that provides extremely cost competitive delivery of hand sanitizer products. It's important to know too that a lot of the large volume dispensing systems right now, like let's say a one gallon jug, they have an industry standard push pump dispenser on them and those are typically designed to deliver one ounce of fluid whatever that may be and most of these one gallon containers with these push pumps on them they're manufactured for a variety of different applications from chemicals to food additives so the standard has more or less become to deliver one ounce per dispersion of that pump. The problem when using those with hand sanitizer, which it is very, very commonly done, you're delivering probably 20 to 30 times the amount of sanitizer necessary to effectively sanitize your hands. Because as the FDA has discussed in several forums, roughly one milliliter of hand sanitizer dispersed over the surface area of your hands with a dwell time of 15 seconds is all that you need to sanitize your hands. So when these one gallon containers with these push pump dispensers dispense one ounce, you're in effect wasting 20 to 30 times as much sanitizer as you need to get the job done. So that's where the knowledge and the technology of Walbro in fluid delivery uh, pays off for our customers and the end users because we're 
delivering a controlled prescribed amount that's effective to get the job done. Typically what I have found over my research is that we can deliver hand sanitation for less than one cent per pair of hands sanitized. And that's probably anywhere from 60 to 80% less than what common hand sanitizer costs would be. When you compare what Walboro is offering uh, to what is most common in the market today, what is the, uh, I guess, most available brand or set of brands for facility managers today? What are the go-tos for hand hygiene and what are some of the positives or negatives of those other options when you really uh, stack up Walboro's ideal to uh, the rest of the field? Well, the rest of the field has enjoyed an audience for a portion of the population that commonly feels safer in sanitizing their hands. And I'll use, for example, airports have long had hand sanitizers available throughout the uh, facility. And that's just one of many examples of locations where they've been employed for dozens of years. But what has happened is the demand from that narrow band of the population that used to just commonly want to sanitize their hand has expanded to where probably 100% of the population is now concerned with the spread of disease and hand sanitation. So therefore having larger volumes available, and let's talk about, although they're not open, they will reopen eventually here in the near future, uh, sports venues or more traffic in um, airports, museums, schools, wherever there's a high traffic flow, the conventional means of hand sanitizers simply run out very quickly. And I get so many people telling me that have become aware of our product, uh, how frustrated that is to walk up to a hand sanitizer dispenser and, and have it be empty. It's such a common practice now in life to sanitize hands several times a day uh, versus for some people, it might be, you know, occasionally when they traveled or visited a, a hospital or a healthcare facility. So the um, dependence on hand sanitizer is at an all time high. And I think the ability to make people feel valued and comfortable is now associated with providing and delivering hand sanitizer in in large volumes. So it used to be restricted to nursing homes and physicians offices and and hospitals, but now coffee shops, health clubs, grocery stores, gyms, amusement parks, uh, construction sites, manufacturing facilities, farmers markets, movie theaters when they reopen, nightclubs, casinos, cruise ships, 
it, it's almost endless the number of high volume, high traffic places there are that will have an expectation to make their facility or their venue safe from the standpoint of hand hygiene. And I think Ideal by Walbro will deliver time and again where most of the competition can't. What would you say is compounding as the driving considerations for product sourcing that facility managers are taking uh, into account and keeping in mind, especially when it comes to factors like time investment, labor impact, and cost savings? Does your product look to solve any of the time or labor challenges that are often associated with sourcing and implementing a quality hygiene uh, product? And if so, how? Great question. And I'll, I'll use, for example, a large manufacturing facility or an airport. If you're just physically distanced from your locations of hand sanitizer, and let's say just for the sake of conversation, you're paying somebody $20 an hour that's charged with the responsibility of keeping the hand sanitizer available to either the employees or the public in general, there's just such a tremendous consumption of time, effort, uh, you know, labor in general that you have to invest in when you have hand sanitizer being dispensed in smaller amounts. So again, I'll emphasize that our, our sanitizing system can deliver enough sanitizer for up to 17,000 pairs of hands before you need to refill it. So Depending on how high the traffic pattern is in a given area, you may go days, you may go weeks before you have to refill that hand sanitizer as opposed to checking hourly and daily and having someone basically committed as you would in an airport uh, or a manufacturing facility to have um, eight ounce or 16 ounce or even one gallon uh, containers of hand sanitizer available. So you also have the uh, concern of storage, transportation, handling, and storage uh, of alcohol-based hand sanitizer, which is probably the most prominent in the industry. Uh, it presents another level of challenge and cost to uh, to manage all of that. So again, I'll go back to the benzalkonium chloride being a non-flammable, non-hazardous, safe alternative that's recognized by the FDA for its efficacy as, as a hand sanitizer. So all of those factors considered it just becomes almost a logical choice that I'm going to be able to deliver a high volume of hand sanitizer in remote locations, not have to have it monitored frequently, and I'll be able to visually ascertain when I look at the dispenser if it's time to refill, and we offer refills in one-gallon jugs four jugs to a case. So it's a relatively easy process when you get to the refill now level on our tanks 
to identify that it needs to be refilled, go through the refill process, and then not have to tend to that dispenser for whatever period of time. As an FDA-recognized product, Walboro is also claiming that Ideal could save up to 70% in costs compared to leading alternatives. How are you able to get the costs so low, and what do you think this says about the future methodologies for sanitizer production distribution? Well, Daniel, it depends on a lot of factors, and we can only control what we can control. But having the partnership that we have with SuperSource Incorporated out of Atlanta and them having a like-minded philosophy of providing protection at a nominal cost, which is the constant feedback I get from end users versus I've seen some incredible price gouging and people trying to take advantage of the current market conditions and the COVID situation. And even though you see now that there's a glut of hand sanitizer in the marketplace, There's also a tremendous amount of activity in evaluating the safety and the efficacy of all of these off-name brands that have made their way into the marketplace. There's there's many different ways of producing uh, hand sanitizer, and many distilleries have shifted their production capabilities from producing alcohol for consumption to hand sanitizer. And that begs the question as to how prepared they are to provide that type of product, how knowledgeable they are, how safe that product is. You can see daily um, the stories of hand sanitizers being recalled for a number of reasons. One prominent issue currently has been uh, the use of methanol as a uh, base for the hand sanitizer, which can be toxic in its absorption through the skin. And it's long been known, too, that people have on occasion drank hand sanitizer due to the alcohol content. And needless to say, that is highly unsafe and toxic. And those are all the types of issues that Walro, being a community-minded company for 70 years, we wanted to avoid because in our core business, delivering products that provide safety, which is primarily fuel delivery systems in the power sports and lawn and garden market segments. Safety has always been paramount to uh, Walbro and always will be. So that's a big part of the driving force behind providing this product to the consuming public. And Ron, finally, how do you plan to strategically get this solution to the high traffic markets that you think are going to need it most? And how do you foster and engage those B2B relationships? That's a great question. And there's a lot of complexity associated with that. But we are building a network of representatives 
that work with distributor organizations that are closely tied again to that Jan San industry. So we're we're in a grassroots effort to reach out to these representatives. We've worked with other companies that are familiar with and work in portable sanitation. And we have a a tremendous reach through the relationship that our partners, Supersource Incorporated, have already established and kind of a blueprint for us to continue to spread the word across the country. So Supersource has nine local offices throughout the Southeast from Houston over to North Carolina and from Atlanta down to the tip of Florida. So a good portion of our country is covered and I spend most of my time every day investigating relationships with the representative organizations that are selling through distributors that are in touch with our grassroots customers from from New York to uh, LA and from uh, Minneapolis down to Miami. So you kind of like eating an elephant, you can't swallow it whole. You do it a bite at a time. That's exactly what we're doing here is every day we make new relationships, we establish new bonds, and we continue to expand our message. And and certainly this podcast to me is a very, uh, very uh, opportunistic uh, happening that I'm pleased to take part of. And, and I think it's very fortuitous for Walbro to be able to spend this time talking with you and spread our message to the mass markets. And on that note, we're done with the podcast. Ron Lintz, thank you so much for your thoughts on today's episode of Talk and Shop by Walbro. If folks want to find out a little bit more about the work that you're doing with Ideal and the Ideal product line, where can they go online to learn more? It would be HTTPS colon backslash, backslash, ideal.walbro.com. And I will forewarn everybody not to use www because this is a subdomain of the walbro.com website, thus the somewhat different URL. So please look for that, or you can email me directly at rlintz.com at walbro.com and I'd be more than happy to help anybody with any questions or any requirements that they may have. Fantastic. Ron Lintz, thank you again for joining us. Again, Ron is the Director of Sales for Custom Products at Walbro. Ron will be chatting again soon. Daniel, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's greatly appreciated and uh, stay safe and healthy. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Talk and Shop, a Walbro podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes and upcoming ones, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find this content on our site at walbro.com. And make sure you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.